And I was totally confused because all the drawings were there and what they presented was just one website, not a whole website with subsites, but just a landing page. Mm. And I'm like, if I click on that link, what happens then? Oh, that one we haven't developed yet. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. Today's episode is sponsored by the Valuation Masterclass Online, the complete, proven, step-by-step -step online course to guide you from novice to valuation expert. Podcast listeners can claim your amazing 35% discount by going to myworstinvestmentever.com slash deals. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest, Adam Dolner. Adam, are you ready to rock? Yes, I am, Andrew. I Let's hit that, it. I got that feeling from our talk. Yeah. Yeah, we are both ready to rock. All right, well, let me introduce you to the audience. Adam Dolner is a skillful international tech and travel tourism specialist, speaker, and possibility creator with an entrepreneurial mindset. He's visited more than 70 countries and contributed with his tech skills to more than 850 small or medium-sized businesses worldwide. His passion is to create opportunities, moving people and improving lives around the world by leveraging the latest technology. He is also the CEO and founder of HubLearn, and he's passionate about using innovation and technology of tomorrow to make people's lives easier. Before leaving his corporate job and putting up the startup HubLearn, Adam had a leading role of building streaming services as HBO Nordic at Blockbuster and others in Denmark's biggest telco company, TDC Group. Adam has spent the last three years in Thailand and East Africa sharing knowledge on the use of technology in various industries. And now, like me, Adam is based in Bangkok. Adam, take a minute and fill in any further tidbits about your life. Yeah, so um, I'm a professional soldier. I was in the corporate world. Then I went to Afghanistan as a CIMIC officer. That is a role where you're the person between the civilian and the military in all levels. So from operation in the front up to the strategic level of diplomacy. I was there. I got headhunted to the security intelligence service in Denmark was there for a, a while and then I got because of my tech skills I got headhunted to the telco company so I was there for a couple of years build up the department from two to 60 people amazing journey about a couple of years and then I just got not tired but I just felt something inside me and I, I wanted to make the world a better place change the world spread the technology and most of all connect the countries so what I did I sold all my belongings travel around the world, I stopped in Africa, moved to Asia, Bangkok, used that as a hub to build a bridge between Europe and Asia and also Africa. So I just quit it all, sold what I had, packed two suitcases and a backpack, and there I go. Exactly. Now I'm in Thailand for three years, or two and a half years. So Fantastic, yeah. that's exciting. Well, yeah. I came to Thailand 28 years ago, and I had sold everything I owned in America and oh. for some reason <laughs> got the bug and flew to Thailand and 
worked first teaching finance in my first year, but I know that that feeling of exploring. And for me, it wasn't exploring many other countries. It was just exploring this one country of Thailand. And it's wow. been a, a journey of exploration up till today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so you know the feeling of leaving everything behind and find out that most of the material goods, it's not so necessary. It's more the people and the enjoyment and the real life and not yeah. about flashing your goods. So. Let go. Let go. Yeah. The harder we hold on to things, the less they bring to us, you know, so yes. let things go, let things go. All right. Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. Yeah. So um, I quit my job in the corporate world and my position in the corporate world was to be that bulldog that usually challenge the different sales people and all the, the smart sales people. So I had like my filter on that one. So by saying that, then I left the corporate world to start up Hublin. That was an idea which came up in Africa and that was supposed to be a hub where people can come and learn with online education, regular education, but simply guide the people towards other learning possibilities and step into the future of social learning and Tell the companies, you don't need a paper to hire a person. If you have the passion and the knowledge, then you can hire them. And usually those are the best. So I had that idea. I created a vision. I started writing down and everything was good. Then I started to contact some developers. I spoke with a few ones and there was these very good one consultants and developers, 16 people, very, very good. One in, in the front, which was my... Uh, point of contact and I was blown away. He really said all the magic words. And like I mentioned before, I'm used to get the filter, all the BS and yeah, challenging the salespeople. Somehow this one here came by my filter. So I was like, yeah, let's go, let's do it. And we went from one month to three months, then a half a year and suddenly it's like, yeah, we can do it, we can do it, but we need some money up front. And I'm like, okay, fine. I will uh, transfer the 10,000 US dollars as a startup because we have the app. And I was sitting and designing most of the things while they were actually supposed to do it. But I was happy. I was really like blown away. And I visioned all the people. I can change their life. I can connect it. It was amazing. We had like an online, offline, and in-person development. Track your funding so if you wanted to sponsor someone you could actually see the person and you knew exactly what you were sponsoring so it's not just like a sponsor or donation which you don't know where to go you put in money in a big company but you don't know actually what your specific money went to so we had all that develop on the paper not on in real life so i was blown away had all this vision designed it and he said he could do it they got the money and after that, it was just like hitting the, the wind. <laughs> then suddenly, oh, yeah, but we didn't understand it that way. And we couldn't do it in that way. But actually, we didn't understand it that. But you said something different at certain times. And I was totally confused because all the drawings were there. And what they presented was just one website. Not a whole website with subsites, but just a landing page. Mm. And I'm like, if I click on that link, what happens then? Oh, that one we haven't developed yet. 
And I'm like, okay, we have spoke about it for a year. And I was just patient and just went by. And then I transferred some more money because they needed some more. And yeah, it ended up after one and a half year, I simply cut them off and nearly had to close Hoplon and go bankrupt. So the worst investment was to actually not cut them off straight away and transfer the money before I have seen the product. Mm. What I realized after that, because I got like so surprised and shocked and you have choices. I always say to people, you have a choice, either accept it or do something about it. So I said, okay, I won't accept it. So I have to do something about it. What can I do? And then research a lot. And then I found out there was a lot of learning management system off the shelf, also called LMS system, which you can add on plugins. And then I simply found out that I could build my whole LMS system with all the plugins, all the features I wanted for less than 500 US dollars. And I just transfer 10,000 US dollars. So I use YouTube online courses and did a research. And within one week, I built actually the whole platform with myself and the features. So mm. it was pretty surprised. So that was the worst. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Until now, ever. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm interested in this story because you're not alone. Myself oh. and others have gone to people, outsourcers that we've relied on to do, you know, apps and this type of development and it's fallen through. It's not an uncommon thing. In fact, it's really? probably more common that it works. Okay. Because I, I haven't heard of people. I, I speak with a lot of people and one or two people mentioned it and now you, so it's less than a hand. I can talk about, actually hear about it, mm. that they actually did the same. But maybe also from my perspective, maybe it's the embarrassing not coming out with that. That's why I like that your approach and you're actually putting spotlight on this topic. What is the worst investment? Yeah. Which is not like stocks because mm. like, yeah, if you yeah. lose, then yeah, it's the worst. But other <laughs> stories and actually you're the fourth person I, I hear about it. Yeah. Doing it's, the same with the apps. So let's, let's review what lessons that you learned from this. The lessons that I learned in quick wrap up is be totally clear. Do not transfer the money before you have seen a little bit of the product that they develop. And the most important one is cut off the people and don't give them too much line. If they don't deliver, warn them. If not, then get rid, move on. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So let me summarize some of the things that I take away from that. You know, it's really hard. The thing that's interesting about your story is that I totally agree about being clear. But one of the problems about developing is that sometimes it's hard to be clear. Yes. Like you, you know what you want, but actually you're developing your idea in your head. So if you were to go on the other side and you talk to the developers, like, oh, first they said this, now he says that, you know. And I'm just wanting to think about, you know, how do we make it clear? We make it clear by writing it down. We make it clear by continuing to discuss it with them and make sure that any changes get flagged as changes. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, my own experience because I've been yeah. in the same situation. And if you don't stay on top of it, you end up at a different place than what both parties probably thought you were going to be. Yeah. I think that's, that's I, I, a big one for me. 
Yeah, I agree. And I just have two quick comments. The one, what I also learned is look after the off the shelf product because they are already there. There are so many bright heads out there and intelligence people who are developing an app or a feature or something which you can take off the shelf. That I agree. That is also mm. a lesson learned. And to what you're saying, yes, I, I follow you about you have different perspective. In that way, I will also like encourage people to do the agile form of build as you go. Mm. You can have like an end goal, like saying, I wish we go there, but let's start from a start and do the milestones and show me how it works so it's not on the paper. <laughs> that is also the lesson learned. And that's a great one that was kind of the second part of that is the idea of the great book, The Lean Startup, talks about minimum viable product and trying yes. to get a product that you can get to market and then play with it and let people test it and you test it and try to see if it works rather than trying yeah. to build the whole product. So I think that's a, a, big, a big lesson about banging out that minimum viable product. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And you have all the other functions, but it's like you said, minimum viable product. Let's do it and see, is it capable? How do we work together? Are you able to show something? Like yeah. I, I usually say, show, don't tell. <laughs> mm -hmm. Everyone can make a PowerPoint presentation with fictive numbers. That's easy. But doing the product, let's put it in front of the people. Yeah, And that's what I learned with HubLearn was the one one and a half year of just developing and talking and giving time and just being naive somehow. I believe the best in people. So I was just like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Spending one and a half year and then get, sorry, pissed off and have the drive to figure out that actually there's some systems and I can just build it, do a YouTube, ask some people around, search the net. And then and within one week, I actually made a, a minimum viable product. I was like, holy, wow, <laughs> one week compared to one and a half years. But again, it's not a failure, it's like learning. It's learning. So the not last, sharing like here. The hardest part too is, you know, I totally get your point about cutting them off, but the hard part is that sometimes you get, and this type of people that maybe aren't, aren't delivering, they're good at keeping you in. Like, no, no, we're almost there. You know, and yeah, yeah. how do you know when to cut it off? That's so hard. Yeah, and that is individually up to the person. I would just say if you're unsatisfied with specific things, raise it, give a warning, and then cut it off, or give a second warning and then cut it off. Because there's also, I can't remember the law, but there's one where it's like when you're developing and you're 20%, 30%, when you're over half or 50% in the developing phase, people won't return. Then they will invest more money instead of just cutting off and accept the loss. It's called the sunk cost fallacy. Oh, that okay. is Thank because you. We, we've sunk our costs and our money into it. And then we yeah. don't want to let it go. But the reality yeah. is that there are times that we just have to let it go. So based on what you've learned from this story and what you continue to learn in your life, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? Let's imagine a young person who's got their dream. They're starting yeah. to put their dream into action. They're starting to engage and all that. What would be the one thing you would tell them to do? 
Now, now you said that the, the first word I actually wanted to say is take action. But after you have take action, I will say believe in yourself. Don't doubt yourself because you're only responsible for, for that. So believe that the universe somehow will guide you the way. But my word will be believe in yourself. And what you do is the right. Mm, okay, and, great. And not listening to too many people, but... You're the one who lives with your consequences of your actions. Yep. So believe in yourself. Beautiful. All right. Last question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? It's getting our project of Hobland called Shop by Locals. Um, during my journey of building the Hobland and research, I figure out a lot of people have skills they want to sell and products that they want to sell. And in Asia and Africa, the knowledge of creating a web shop and getting the goods or the skills out is not so known. So mm. I have created a platform called Shop by Locals and we're actually looking for testers. So if people are interested, they're welcome to sign up. Great. It's about selling skills, physical products and access to services or other useful goods. Like if you have a bike you want to rent in a local city mm. or a, a room you want to share out, you can do it on Airbnb, but also on shop by locals. So that is the goal for the next 12 months and 2020 is get shop by locals up and running. Fantastic. And by the way, yep. we have a virtual reality inside. So you can see the shops of 360 and augmented reality. So if you want to buy a physical product, a dress or a table, you can see the table in front of you. It's augmented mm. reality. But wow. That's another talk. And people the- can Google it. For the people who are interested in this, they would go to hublearn.com? Yes, and then they can press on the main project called Shop by Locals. Okay. Or I will, I'll advise them to go to Shop by Locals and sign up okay. in there as a shop owner. Great. Or just so a we'll, we'll include a link to that in the show notes so anybody interested can click on that and learn more. All right. Yeah. Listeners, yeah. there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. To find more stories like this, previous episodes, and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit myworstinvestmentever.com. As we end, Adam, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers, but our listeners are learning to win as a result. And I want to congratulate you for taking your worst investment ever and turning it into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for our audience? First of all, I want to thank all the listeners to support you and thank you for for reaching out. But also, if anyone needs or I can help them in some way, then please reach out to me. They can find me on LinkedIn on Adam Dolner, D-O-L-L-N-E-R. And I can like help them with some visa if they want to do business in Asia or Thailand. Mm. Other lessons learned. Um, Mm. And I'm doing the YouTube channel. I tried to do that. Fantastic. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, well, we'll include all the links to all of your sites and all that in the show notes. So audience, take Adam up on it. Well, that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and most importantly, protect our wealth. Fellow risk takers, I'll see you on the upside.